welcome to episode 32 of the New Rules for Your Life and Your Business podcast. Thanks for joining us today. Every day, our world is shifting and changing. New technology, new traditions, new relationships, responsibilities, and challenges. How can you keep up? Through the new rules for your life and your business podcast, where transformation expert Holly Rovinger and her expert guests share how you can not only survive, but thrive in this new world. Holly believes that when you get back to basics and truly engage with your life and your business, you become empowered and can elevate the way you're living. Here now is your host, Holly Rovinger. Thanks again, Morgan. Welcome to New Rules for Your Life and Your Business, the podcast that is dedicated to helping you cut through the chaos so you can experience personal and professional growth. You will hear stories, insights, and new rules to live by, not only from myself, but guests, and these are born out of real-life experiences. The stories are inspiring and motivating, and I encourage you to take at least one golden nugget from each episode and apply it to your life or your business. The topic for today is networking properly. My special guest is Tish Times, and some of the highlights in today's episode are you'll learn where you need to focus to network properly and get the most out of the opportunity, what Tish found out to be one of the most important things to do first, and what you need to do to set realistic expectations for your networking experience. That and more today on the New Rules Podcast. Today's show is sponsored by The Empress Cloth on Amazon. TheEmpressCloth.com. Check it out. Save time, save money, save the environment. A much healthier way to clean for you, your family, your loved ones, and your pets. Tish Times, founder and CEO of Higher Times Career and Coaching Group, has worked for over 17 years in the employment industry. She excels at empowering job seekers so they can optimize their job search and capitalize on their strengths in order to become more attractive to potential employers. Tish assists employees in branding themselves for career growth or embarking upon a new career path. She specializes in helping companies increase employee engagement, create a harmonious work environment, and ensure compliance with federal employment laws. That must be very uh, challenging, to say the least. Um, Tish is a staff coach who concentrates on human resources issues and management development to create forward-thinking workplaces. Tish is also a professional facilitator, speaker, and trainer. She's a frequent speaker for professional associations and conferences regarding employment, work performance, customer service, anti-harassment, confidence building, assertiveness in the workplace, and a host of other life issues. Wow, Tish, I just, I love everything that you do. I'm all about empowering, and I don't know if you knew it or not, but one of the reasons that I actually initiated this podcast was to get more people just engaged in their own lives. 
Well, I am definitely a proponent for um, empowerment um, for a variety of reasons. I'm sure we'll talk a little bit more about it later, but we're on the same page, Ollie. I know. You know, it's amazing how... I guess with all the technological developments and with people just being so busy, kind of, I call it like everybody's like spinning in their own wheel. They don't engage with each other as much as they used to. And it just, I don't know about you, but it kind of drives me crazy. Absolutely. I think in our new um, technological age, people have forgotten the human touch. And it's definitely our job to help us to reinsert that into the way we interact with each other. And we teach our younger generations the same thing. Oh, I love that the human touch. And that's exactly what it is. Yeah. And I, you know, it's it's just interesting. And then we'll, we'll jump into um, our talk here. But it drives me crazy because Okay, so guys, I'll confess, I'm 58. <laughs> Most people think I'm a lot younger, but I'm 58. And, you know, I'm single, so I socialize. And even guys my age and older are texting. And sometimes they, like, try to text you <laughs> to ask you out. And I'm like, I nip it in the bud right away, Tish, because to me, that's not communicating, you know, don't text me, call me. I want to hear your voice. I want to hear your inflection. I want to hear, are you really interested? Or is this just, oh, I have nothing to do, you know? Yeah. Well, you know, Holly, I have to confess, I did youth ministry for about 15 years. So I spent a lot of time with teenagers. Um, and I, I found myself at some points picking up on some of those habits. Um, however, I have had to retrain myself as well to remember how important that, 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 that human touches, that face-to-face conversation, um, not looking down at a telephone or a computer screen when someone's talking to you. So I totally get it, and I've been on both sides of the coin. Yeah, no, and, and I hear you. I've also, you know, kind of retrained myself. And when I'm with my children, who are, you know, both young adults, I tell them, when we're out, your phone goes either in the middle of the table in your purse, in your pocket, it is not to be seen because, you know, it really just, it's like they're not with you. They're not present when right. they're, when they're doing that, you know, so I, I love what you do. I think it's amazing. So do you want to tell everybody what your new rule for today is? Today's new rule. Yeah, it's perfect, perfect timing, actually. Our, my new rule is how not to suck at networking. Um, and that may seem like a harsh way to say it, but realistically, just based on what we were just talking about, one of the primary things that I am finding that keeps people's in- attention and helps them to remain engaged, both in the workforce as well as for entrepreneurs trying to build their business, is having something um, interesting um, and powerful to share in such a way to where you can hold someone's attention to where they're not thinking about their cell phone. They're not trying to figure out who's texting them or what's next on my calendar. They're fully engaged in a conversation with you because you've captured their attention. Um, so there's lots of there's a whole lot more to it, but just based on what we're talking about and the empowerment piece, that's a huge part. Um, of, or engagement, rather, that's a huge part of, of networking and figuring out how to create situations where people are going to be fully engaged and that you will also remain fully engaged in the conversation to build into a relationship. Well, you know, that's interesting because I guess I just, you know, and assume, and I know we should never assume anything, that people know how to start conversations, that people know how to walk up to others and initiate 
you know, a discussion. And I'm finding as I'm hearing between the lines that you have as well, that a lot of people aren't comfortable with that. Right. They're uncomfortable. And normally when we're uncomfortable, we do the one thing we can't stand about other people is we ramble. Um, We talk about ourselves. We talk about things that are not interesting. So it's important for us to learn how to how to engage properly. Want to give us a few tips on how to do it? Absolutely. I mean, number one, you know, take the focus off of yourself and be sincerely interested in what someone else does and what they have to say and what they may have to add to the relationship, to the conversation, to the interaction. Um, And for many people, believe it or not, that's very difficult because when we get nervous again, we ramble. And what else do we ramble about but ourselves? Um, Another thing is to be prepared to know what your goal is for coming to an event so that you actually have secretly, you know, you don't have to read it, but you have an agenda, you have um, a strategy for what you're there for. So you're not just kind of rambling or walking up to someone saying something that makes no sense whatsoever, but you have a strategy and you have specific questions that you're going to ask people. So it's just a couple of things. I have lots more, but I know we don't have a lot of time, but be prepared for your networking interactions. Yeah, and that's critical. You know, one of the things I do with um, friends and clients as well is just teach them to you know, go online, go to some of these interactive sites and see what's happening in the news. Because I think people get self-conscious, like I have nothing to talk about. But if you, you know, if you just find a topic that you think is of human interest, then you'll capture somebody's attention. And then from there, you can spin off. And like you say, focus on the other person and just ask a lot of questions. You know, people kind of like you said, kind of ramble too much. It's like if they would listen more than they speak, they would be much better off. Right. And you know, it's funny, we're talking about about technology, but learning how to use it to your advantage can really um, change the way you network because you can do now Google alerts. Um, you can subscribe to, you know, Fox News and they'll send you uh, updates of what's new and what's happening right now. So, I mean, it doesn't take the type of work it once took. You don't have to read a newspaper from cover to cover to find out what's going on and to have something of substance to talk about in a networking event either. Right, right. People make like way too much of it. You know, even, I don't know, even some I don't, headline you read on this supermarket line, you know, <laughs> yeah. could be something to start a conversation. So, yeah, it is empowering. I, and, I, you know, the way you're going about it is just teaching people, you know, hey, you'll feel better about yourself. You know, when you do, you get out of your like little comfort zone, which I always, you know, I'm totally on board with you with that. You know, you need to live in that zone, I think. And I think as entrepreneurs, yeah. we do, we do, don't you think? We're, we're living in that uncomfortable zone. That's the truth. (laughs) So why do you think it's so important, the networking part? Well, it's been important to me, and I know that if it's helped me, it can definitely help other entrepreneurs and career professionals. I mean, I've literally built my business on networking. Um, I did not have a, a budget when I first started my business. I had no money, in all honesty. I just really believe there are so many um, different techniques and different things that we can utilize that could really better serve our businesses and our bottom lines if we know how to do it the right way and how to really understand the the strategy and the process that's behind networking and not having these expectations that are not going to really, you know, um, give you the, the type of result that you'd like. Right. You know, and it's interesting. I was... Um... Actually, at one point, my friend called me like the queen networker 
because I walk into a room and he said, you're just fearless. You just go in there and talk to anybody, which I wasn't always that way. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you have to grow out of your, your, you know, your zone and change. I was shy as a, as a child, but I was networking all wrong, Tish, even though I was fearless. I was doing what you said was wrong. I was like telling them about me and what I was doing. So, you know, I had to learn that as well. Yeah. And you know what's interesting? You said something that, you know, I have this guy, I will dare not say his name, but many of the people in the circles that I travel would know who I'm talking about because we sometimes get this reputation for being the, you know, the consummate networker. And what that really means to me in most cases is that we're everywhere. We show up at all the events. You know what I mean? People recognize you. They see your face and they're like, oh, my God, they're such great networkers. They're everywhere. And that's not the the end all be all of what we're talking about. Um, My challenge to an entrepreneur or a business professional would be show me your bank account. You know what I mean? Show me how you've utilized networking to actually be uh, positioning a, a part of your sales strategy. Um, and it's making a big difference in the way that you um, increase your revenue um, and the way you build your re- your re- relationships. And you're able to really have a strong um, relationship base because of the networking that you're doing. So if it's just showing up, sometimes it's not always the best thing. So it's it's it, it, there is a science to it. There really is. Right. And I I do believe that 95 percent people don't network properly. Are you finding that as well? I am definitely finding that. I went to an event just, I went to a few events actually this past week and I got so much content from my program. I tell you, Holly, because <laughs> I was amazed at some of the things that um, I heard and I saw. Um, and, and now I'm, I'm really on a mission to help people to understand how they can network properly and how it can really be a tremendous blessing to their business and they can really increase their confidence and, and of course affect, positively affect the way that they do business. Well, you know, and it's interesting. People think they have to go to uh, an event to network when in actuality, you can network wherever you're at. You're absolutely right. I was just, again, I'm building content for a program right now. And that's something I literally just wrote maybe a couple of hours ago. Um, You know, anything can be a networking opportunity. Anything. Growing to the grocery store can be a networking opportunity. You know, hang out with the soccer moms where your kids, you know, play soccer or creating an event yourself, an organization, a group of people. So, yeah, you're right. We associate networking with an event and that's not at all the case. Right. People get hung up on that when, you know, you can meet. You just never know. You know, it's funny. And I'll just, I'll just tell you, I guess this is kind of appropriate here. Um, I was uh, with a group of ladies Sunday night and they were telling me about one of their niece's husbands and she met him. Um, she was in a store and she said, I have somebody, I do you have somebody that could help fix my plumbing? Well, we cracked up because <laughs> the verbiage of that, you know, as women sitting around was kind of funny, but it turns out that the guy they sent to her house ended up being her husband. Oh, wow. So, I guess so, <laughs> you know, you, she was in a store and you know, it, you know, that's a form of networking. Hey, you know. Uh-huh. She met him. So I just, I don't know, just was kind of funny to me. It's stuck in my head. (laughs) So how do you accomplish everything? Like you do a lot every day, Tish. You're very busy. I know that. Right. You know, I'll tell you this, Holly. um, Taking a real honest inventory of what you believe about yourself. I mean, 
When we talk about networking, people automatically think we're talking about the face-to-face, the online, and it starts way before that. I mean, when we change the way we think about ourselves and how we will present ourselves to the world, it really can change everything. It can change the way we feel about ourselves, the way people believe what we have to say. So, I mean, that's really just the beginning, of course, just the the tip of the iceberg. But, you know, for me, for instance, um, I changed a couple of things. When I first started working with a coach, I had some preconceived notions and I had some things that it was kind of like been there, done that, got the t-shirt type of thing. Um, And it was kind of hard for me to shift my thinking and begin to do things new based on her recommendations. And believe it or not, when I started to do things a little bit differently, oh my God, my income, I mean, really skyrocketed. My network began to grow all the more, you know, it was, it was great, but it began to, to deepen, you know, I began, the quality began to change. Um, and I started to see huge changes. So I really believe we're going to start seeing differences in the way we network and the way we do business really based on how we think and what our, our primary objectives are when we begin to do this new thing. And, and we're not going to say, okay, Tish, been here, done that. We've been networking forever. What new do you have to say? But implementing some of these small things and changing the way we think about networking is the, the very beginning. Right. And taking stock. I like what you said about taking inventory, you know, what, what are your strengths? What are your weaknesses and changing your mindset? You know, looking at it in a, in a totally different way. I love that. You know, that's, that's right on. So you had some challenges, I guess, like everybody else in the beginning. And, and yet you're a success. So you're a wonderful example for all the people that you're working with. You know, that's well, awesome. Thank you very much. Yeah. Everybody, it's, you know what? We're all growing. We all, we all need coaches. We all need mentors. And, I think that's an important takeaway here as well, you know, not to try to do it on your own, but to get, you know, get somebody to, to definitely help you, you know, at least guide you and point out the good things that you have to offer as well as (laughs) what you have to work on. You know, it works both ways for sure, for sure. So why don't you share your favorite quote? Because I love your quote. Favorite quote. Well, it has been my favorite quote for many years, and it probably means even more to me now because uh, Maya Angelou has now passed away. Um, But she once said, people don't always remember what you do or say, but they always remember how you made them feel. And I love that quote. I mean, there's a story behind why I love it. It has something to do with my son and a seven-year-old little girl (laughs) that I'll have to share with you one day. But, um, you know, really understanding that what are you leaving with people? You know, we only have moments in someone's presence, whether it's at a networking event, whether it's in a business interaction, whatever the case might be. But what are they walking away with? What are they going to remember when they get in their car? You know, when they sit in their chair, when they get back to their office, when they get back home, what are they going to remember? They're going to remember something, you know, that you try to come up with some salesy pitch. Or are they going to remember, you know what? I felt very comfortable. That person really was sincere. I would, I would to have a cup of coffee with them. I'd love to take it to the next, you know, next step with that person because of the way you made them feel. So that's really important to me. Again, uh, there is a story behind it. One day I'll share it with you, but it definitely has been my favorite quote for a very long time. Yeah, well, I like that. And people will remember how you make them feel. 
You know, and it go it ties in so wonderfully with your your topic today because you know, when you're networking and you're out meeting people, you know, if you give them that, oh well, yeah, I'm just here but you know, I'm texting everybody else in my life. You leave mm-hmm. them with the feeling that they're just not important. You're right. You know, You're absolutely right. Where, whereas if you really look at somebody and look them in the eye, which just like drives me up a wall when people don't, you mm-hmm. know, I, to me that says tons, tons and tons about somebody, you know, that the eye contact and the sincerity in, in their smile. So um, that's a beautiful quote. And, yeah, we lost somebody very special when she passed away. I, I follow, you know, a lot of her quotes and, and I, and I agree with you. You mm. know, th- this one, this one is, is very cool. So let me ask you this and it's unrelated to networking, but I am very big on empowerment as far as people and especially women doing something nice for themselves each and every day. And one of the things, it's very simple. It doesn't have to be a big deal. So it can be something as simple as just reading a good book. Cause I equate reading a good book kind of like going on vacation. You know, <laughs> you're escaping, you know, from just your everyday routine. So if you had to coin one of your favorite fiction books, which would it be? Um, actually the shack and I, it, it is definitely a fiction book. It was one of those books that. I read, I mean, it stoplights I read, <laughs> I read in the, in the beauty shop under the dryer. Um, it was just really, um, special to me and I really enjoyed it. Um, I have several, but that's probably the one that comes to mind initially though. Wow. So that's awesome. So it was so good. You just, you couldn't put it down. I could not put it down. And when I read it, believe it, the first time I started all over again immediately. I did. I read it twice. <laughs> Oh, wow. And what, who wrote it? Because I've never heard of it. Oh, my God. you got to make me look it up. No, don't worry. Don't worry. I, you know, I'll look it up. But, you know, I would like to, uh, you know, check it out if there's if it's that good. I love just hopping into something and, you know, becoming part of the book so much so that when it ends, I'm sad, you know, and I miss the characters. I think it's just like great when that happens. Yeah, I loved it. I read it twice and I also joined a book club. A friend of a couple of friends of mine got together and went through it together. So I mean it was really a good book for me. All right, I'll definitely have to check that out for sure, the shack, and I'll I'll look up who um who wrote that for sure. Well, anything else that you'd like to share today about networking and how not to stink at it? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, one of the things that I always recommend for people to do is, you know, talk to the people who you're closest to, your inner circle, the people who are going to tell you the truth. Sometimes your kids will tell you the truth. But find out how do you come across, you know, when you're in a networking environment, we normally will say what's what we feel is the best thing to say. But find out if someone would be willing to be really honest with you and um, tell you, you know, you come across kind of salesy or you don't really sound very genuine. Or when you're talking to me, you're kind of looking away a lot or or whatever, you know, find out how you're really coming across so that you can really create a way or, or figure out how to be more sincere. I mean, genuinely sincere, even if it feels really uncomfortable the first few times, um, either talk to your inner circle or hire a coach, hire a mentor, someone who can help you to really work on how you present yourself. 
And that's going to begin with, as I said earlier, how you really believe, what are your core beliefs? So, I mean, these are, are, are very different types of principles when it comes to networking, but I believe it's going to change the way you present yourself, the way you see yourself, and the way others will, will respond to you. I love that. And I, you know what? I've never done that. I have never asked somebody how I, how I come across and <laughs> I, I definitely need, to, need to do it. I was, um, well, I still am in a, a, you know, a joint venture with one of my projects. And that's exactly how I learned a little bit about myself, Tish, you know, because one of the women said to me, Holly, you're just the kind that when you walk in the room, you, you say to yourself, okay, now they can start. I'm here. <laughs> and I don't, I didn't, I, you know, I just don't see myself like that at all, but. I really never even thought to ask people when I'm doing one-on-one, you know, how do I come across? And I think I'm going to take that to heart and I hope that um, the people listening will do the same. You know, ask how do you come across because no matter how good we are, we all have room for improvement. You know, we can always grow and get better. So what, what a great, great way to end the interview. I thank you so much, Tish, for being with us today. No, thank you for having me. It's been a great pleasure. Thanks a lot, Holly. Oh, thank you. I'm so glad that we finally connected. <laughs> and if you all would like to connect with Tish, she's active on Facebook and Twitter, and you can find the information on the notes we have created, especially for this episode on hollyrovinger.com. And an easy way to start talking with Tish and network networking with her is to mention that you heard her speak on new rules for your life and your business. And if you like this episode, please consider leaving a five-star review over on iTunes or on Stitcher Radio, and I'll mention it in a future episode as a big thank you. By leaving a review and downloading an episode, it actually makes the podcast more visible and easier for others like you to find. So thank you for listening today and have a great week. And remember to always have a positive mindset so you can live healthier and wealthier and happier with passion. This is Holly signing off for today. But before we go, I have a question. Tish is using networking the right way. And what I want to ask is, are you... Thanks for listening to the new rules for your life and your business podcast. If you're listening and you want to grab contact details for today's guest, information on resources mentioned, or any other show notes, head over to hollyrovinger.com for complete details. That's www.hollyrovinger.com. We would love to hear your thoughts on today's episode. So leave us a comment on the website or an honest review on iTunes. And to get regular tips to help you in today's rapidly changing world, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any of the new rules for your life and your business. 